Welcome to Waste Away, the intermittent fasting podcast. If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, heal your thyroid and autoimmune issues, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away, the Chantel Ray Way, and each week I have different guests answering your questions. If you haven't had a chance to pick up your copy of Waste Away, visit ChantelRayWay.com slash podcast and you'll automatically get 20% off the book, audiobook, recipe book, coaching, and Inner Circle Facebook group. Remember, the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, Aaron here. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that you can find our full podcast episodes on our YouTube channel. Not only do you get to see Chantel and our guests, but you also get to see any charts, graphs, or pictures that we mention. Search Chantel Rayway on YouTube or click the link in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, it's Chantel Ray, and I have an amazing guest with me today, same as last week, Mark Scott from the Total Health Center. Mark, thanks so much for coming back. Thanks I mean, we got so many great emails, and people were just like, oh my gosh, no, you want to know, we got three, <laughs> three that they were like, Something like we need Mark. We need to hear more from Mark and less from Chantel. I was like, thanks. <laughs> we got three reviews that said that. So I will try to not talk as much. I'll just ask the questions because they wanted to hear more from you. They were just like, oh my gosh, he's the best. He's the best. He's the best. So everyone cool. was so excited to have you. Awesome. So I'm just going to ask the questions and I'm going to be very quiet this week. Um, so let's start with the first one. But this one actually is my question. Um, you know, I try to ask all of our guests, like, what does your day look like? Like for you, because you're in yeah, great yeah. physical condition, you're in great health. So like, Let's just talk about you yourself. I, I love to hear, like, you know, do you, how much do you work out? What do you like to eat? What does a typical day look like for you? And what's your favorite healthy foods that you eat all the time? That's, that's good. So I'll just start off with uh, waking up. So, you know, I get up and take a shower. And one of the cool things I do in the shower is I do a cold finish to the shower. Mm. They call that a Scottish shower. Okay. So you just turn the water down. It's cold as you can stand it and, and this, what why do you do that so there's a whole area of called cold thermogenesis mm -hmm. which will stimulate all kinds of different things in your body i mean we could do a whole podcast just on yeah, that alone can, but i do want to say this <laughs> believe it or not we yeah. just found out so there's a place sorry about that there's a place right down the street it's called uh cryotherapy yep. Yep. and there was a lady who just died yeah. Uh, did you hear about that? I've heard. I've heard of people dying in that. In that She's device. She's an older lady. Um, and in other places, but that happened. To happened local? here, local, right here off Laskin oh, Road. I know the person that owns that. I know. Well, there's two of them, and oh, I don't know which, which one, one it, it which one it was at. Yeah. So that just kind of, I, I have a membership yeah. there, but it makes me kind of like, oh gosh, you know, yeah. but I think the and lady I, was I'm not even older. sure about the technology there. Cause mm -hmm. I know that's like really superficially stimulating the nerves, which they say has some effect, mm -hmm. but you know, just cooling your core down and getting that shock on your skin, okay. you know, does a lot to, um, speed up your metabolism and just kind of get your immune system going. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Good. So anyway, so I do that, okay. you know, that's a first start. And then I actually uh, meditate, and in my sauna I have a um, like an infrared light. Mm -hmm. So I meditate infrared, infrared light. So, yeah, we yeah. have one at our house, and I need to do that yeah. more. Yeah, I so I just made a habit that. of it. 
of doing it in the morning. I'm doing it in the morning. So I, I do it every that. morning, 15 minutes. Oh, I um, think I'm going to start doing that. I have no excuse you, you not have to, get, to. You have to kind of get your schedule straight, make sure yes. you wake up and just work it into your day. It made my morning a little bit tight, but I, uh-huh. but I really like it. Um, so 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes of that. And ours, we have to actually heat ours up for about, in order to get it hot, yeah. we have to actually heat it up for about 10 to 15 minutes before. So I don't actually do, do the sauna part. You don't? So I have a, so I have a, a traditional sauna. Okay. So you have the infrared and the traditional. We could talk, again, uh-huh. all the differences of that. I just have the traditional. But but the infrared lights are just lights. Okay. So yeah, mine's the same way. My, mine's a traditional. It takes a long time to heat up. Mm-hmm. So I just do the lights. Okay. So I get up, so do the lights, up. and that's, so and the infrared you, lights. I'd love to see a picture yeah. of that, because I'm trying to see. It's not the best. Okay. <laughs> so I wish I wish we could like blend like infrared and traditional and all the uh-huh. different stuff, but what I, I just have like light bulb. Mm-hmm. It looks horrible. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to get the so, technology, so I just did it. It's low I'm budget. trying to think what kind of sauna, what kind we have, because it's something I don't even know is the it, name. Is it? Is it? Um, do you have like rocks where you can put water on the rocks? No. Is it's it not. so it may be infrared, but the infrared shouldn't take take long. I think infrared you turn it on, uh-huh. and then the I think the, it is the infrared. The infrared hits your body and heats up your body. Uh-huh. So mine, the whole room gets hot. Right. Yeah. So it's a little different. Yeah. So it takes time for that whole room to heat up. I have to check yeah. which kind ours is, but I'm but pretty the sure the infrareds it's an are infrared. very popular yeah. and very. Um, that's what most people have these days. Uh-huh. The traditional and when you're done, 15 minutes, are you like sweating to death? Are no, you no, like no. It's not really sweat? a sauna. It's more of a meditation. Yeah. Okay. So it's just meditation, but I want to get that infrared light, okay. which helps stimulate your mitochondria and helps with, gotcha. again, a bunch of other things, another, another podcast. Okay. And but, what does your um, eating look like? So then, oh, yeah, what's up to so that? then depending on the day, like if I'm working, I'll do like uh, a different smoothie and uh-huh. I like to add just different stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Not your traditional smoothie with a lot of fruit. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty... Bland. I'll use like spirulina and cocoa powder and um, coconut milk and maybe some berries or something like that. So it's more of a mm-hmm. antioxidant with uh-huh. some different nutrients and stuff. And then on days when I'm not working, I'll do like more of a like have a metabolism drink which has like matcha tea, mm-hmm. um, or I'll do like one of my favorite things right now is I have this stuff called Creo Brew, mm. which is instead of being coffee, it's um, cocoa beans. So it's so it's got like a chocolate flavor to it, uh-huh. and um, Ooh, it's, like it, it has the same type of uh, caffeine cousin as like uh-huh. tea. So it's not as strong and it's not as stimulating mm-hmm. to your adrenals. So um, so I do that. Um, that way, I just kind of I don't really eat until later that mm-hmm. day. Then I go to the gym. So that's my typical routine. So I go to the gym about three days a week. Three days a week. Maybe okay. four if I'm lucky. But uh-huh. when you're busy, about three, and that's yeah. about it. And okay. and when it's nice out like today, I rode my bike. Uh-huh. So it's about That's 50 awesome. minute ride. So uh-huh. I ride pretty hard to the gym, work out, no longer than an hour, and then ride back. Awesome. So and here I am. And so <laughs> what's like your favorite, like your yeah. favorite healthy food? Like for me, I make, and if you want this recipe, go to ChantelRayWay.com. But my, I do an acai bowl with this uh, paleo granola, and it has two cups of spinach in it, and then I do the unsweetened acai. And it is just so delicious. I love it. It gives me so much energy. So, like, for you, what is it like? I could eat that acai bowl every single day. You know, I would say that there's so many recipes I couldn't pick one. But I'd say my favorite, um, what I call health food, is got to be chocolate. It's got to be chocolate. <laughs> just so, just, but dark chocolate. Dark chocolate like, yeah. like, I eat, like, 90%. Uh-huh. It usually takes people a little while to work up work to 90%. Up to but I, I mean, I love 90% now. I mean, if wow. I eat... 
I eat regular chocolate, it's just way too sweet. Sweet. So I've really got accustomed to it. Yeah. I think yeah. for me, the highest I can go up to now is a, like 78. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even like that, to be honest. But I got to work myself up. Yeah. yeah. I've thought about going to like that baker stuff that's like, because, you know, <laughs> you know and, and like the Creole brew is, again, it's just coffee. It's, it's cocoa beans. Uh -huh. So it can be a little bitter, too. Yeah. But, I want to try that. Sounds yeah. delish. All right. Well, let's move right into our first question, which is, I got my blood work done and all my tests came back better since I've been doing intermittent fasting. The only place I haven't seen improvement in my is in my cholesterol, which is at 300. And my doctor wants to put me on cholesterol medicine. Do you know of any natural ways I can attempt to improve my cholesterol before getting on any medicine. This is from Taryn in Atlanta. And I will tell you this, this is, I picked this question. We had so many questions this week. We really appreciate all your questions. I picked this question because yeah. I did some lab work and my cholesterol was high yeah. too. So I was like, we definitely need to answer this one. Mine wasn't quite as high, but what would you say to Taryn? Well, we're going to talk about yours. We'll get in more deeper, deeper uh, into this. But the big, biggest thing I would say is that you know, number one, what are the other markers? So everybody's so caught up on cholesterol, but it may not necessarily be bad. Mm -hmm. So you can look at your good cholesterol, and then you've, you've got HDL, you've got LDL, and VLDL. So you could have very high HDL, so you could have like, say, cholesterol of 300. And HDL is the bad. So, yeah, so, so yes, you've got, you know, HDL is the good, oh, the LDL is the bad, and the VLDL is like the really bad. Okay. But I even like to stay away from that as well because they're not really good and bad. They just have different jobs. Uh -huh. So the bad cholesterol, you know, is there to do a job. I always tell people in my talks, I'm saying, you know, well, you know, God didn't just wake up one morning and, and say, here's some cholesterol. You know, uh -huh. some cholesterol is not bad. Cholesterol has a job and it has a, mm -hmm. it's 50% it, of your brain is made out of cholesterol. Okay. All the covering of your nerves is made out of cholesterol. So cholesterol is not really bad it's really about these ratios and, and inflammation and things like that so, so one have, of the questions we need from Taryn and maybe you can yeah. can call it or not call us back but put in another question yeah. and we need to know this 300 I'm I'm assuming that that is her HDL that, well, that, no, that's probably her total okay so you so we won't know all the information so yeah. she could have a total of 300 but she could have like a HDL of a hundred okay and then she could have like like the LDLs of like whatever, and then the VLDLs, VLDLs, which is really low ones, or really bad ones, so to speak, are really low. Okay. See, and then you look at the triglycerides, uh -huh. and you put all that together, and we create what's called a coronary risk assessment. So, so since, we're gonna do that so, on yours. So let's, since, since we're yeah. here, I actually did do my blood work. I had him do it. I was, I was so tired. I was like exhausted, exhausted, tired. And I was like, I got to get my blood work yeah. done right yeah. away. And it came back. There's a few things. So one of them is that. So let's so we'll talk, talk about, about your cholesterol. Just, about to, just to make an example of, of this question. Example. So your total cholesterol was uh, 284. Okay. Which you would say is high. Right. But your triglycerides were right in the normal levels at 120. Your HDL, which is um, the semi-bad cholesterol, was in a normal level. And then your um, your LDL or your or your HDL was good. Your VLDL was a little bit high, and your LDL was very high. But when you look at your coronary but my risk LDL assessment, LDL is what's yeah. good, right? The LDL um, is the good. The HDL is what's good. So oh. the HDL is good. 
but it's still kind of high in my book. So 85 oh, is a good said, number. I think you said it I said it wrong. Then. I did say it backwards. Okay. So, so the LDL and the VLDL are the kind of the bad ones. Okay. But when you look at your coronary risk so assessment. the good ones is the HDL. Yeah. So we need a way to remember. Think of H yeah. as happy. Exactly. You're happy if yeah. you, so HDL so is LDL the good LDL is one. like low or bad. Okay. Yeah. And then very low is very bad. Okay. So that's a good way to remember it. But that there's this marker called a coronary risk assessment, which is looking at the ratios of the good and the bad, and you're at 3.3. So when I look at that number, that's kind of where you want it. I want to see it around three. So even though your total cholesterol was high and some of the, we want to see this, this uh, LDL come up a little bit. So we, you know, we can, there's some things we can do to help tweak that. But, but really, I wouldn't worry about that at all. Yeah, and I'm, so, not, I'm not really worried about it. I yeah. think the reason why my cholesterol is so high right now, I have been eating an exorbitant amount of eggs. And I did some research and I found out that one egg, just one, yes. is like 70% of your daily intake for cholesterol. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> because I've been eating eggs like they are eggs going out of have style. have nothing to do with your cholesterol. Eggs will lower your cholesterol. Really? Eating cholesterol will lower your cholesterol. Really? So the biggest thing with cholesterol, number one, is, is blood sugar. Mm -hmm. So if your blood sugar is off, if your insulin isn't working properly, mm -hmm. that's going to raise blood, blood raise, raise cholesterol higher than anything. Okay. So when people come to my office, we get their cholesterol down every day. Okay. And we do it mainly through managing blood sugar. The other thing is thyroid. So, so when your thyroid is also mainly for you, I'd say thyroid because your blood sugar is fine. It's your thyroid, thyroid that's driving the cholesterol. Cholesterol up, yeah. That's a and, factor. And let me ask you this because I do know a guy. Uh, he actually works at our company, and he his cholesterol was like over the top. I don't even remember what it was, but I know that he decided to do a mostly vegan diet and then just a little bit of like chicken and a little bit of yep. shrimp, just not much. And he really did reduce his cholesterol intake. So what, how would you explain that? So here's the thing. When people do like, a, if, especially if they do it right, if mm -hmm. they eat um, lots of vegetables, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that's lots of fiber. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not saying that, that, you know, you shouldn't eat you know, if you eat lots of vegetables and fiber, you're going to get some health benefits no right. matter what. So, like, um, like there's a Pritikin is one of these big guys that went out and did all this book saying everybody should eat like mainly vegetarian. Uh -huh. And again, my philosophy is everybody's different. Yeah. So everybody responds differently. So you mm -hmm. can't say everybody should eat the same way. Yeah. So that's that's just say that off the top. But, but again, if you're eating lots of vegetables, that's good. Uh -huh. But you also want to balance it out with with good fats and good proteins. So and for me, could, you would yeah. say I don't have to lay off the eggs. No, no. Which I think, honestly, I think I do have an insensitive sensitivity yeah. to eggs. Yeah. I think that I love. I did do one of those tests, and it said yeah. that I wasn't. Eggs weren't great for me. Yeah. Let's do a side note. What is your opinion yeah. on some of those food te sensitivity tests? Because I'm telling you, I don't know <laughs> if I believe them. Because yeah. I, I've taken quite a few now. I've taken like three. Yeah. And. One of the things they said I was allergic to was iceberg lettuce. Right. And I'm like, okay, I can eat iceberg lettuce and I feel like a million bucks. I try to eat romaine. Um, another one is pineapple. They said I was, but. So here's I feel the thing like, there's like, multiple I'm, levels to this whole thing. Okay. So, number one, different labs use different criteria. Mm -hmm. 
and some labs are better than others. There's uh -huh. been one lab recently that's it's a big one that people you know are pretty familiar with that has been shown to really not have good quality control and really not uh -huh. good reproducibility. But the biggest thing I'll say about these tests is that there's a, a certain principle that I try to work under. It's called downstream principle. So the downstream principle is if you have a dirty stream mm -hmm. and you go to someone who like specializes in cleaning water, they're going to find this fancy filtration and they're going to put it in the stream and try to clean the water. But if you go upstream and stop dumping the dirt in the water, then you don't need the fancy filtration. So with that principle, what I try to do is backtrack as far as I can. And one of the first places we want to look at is the intestinal lining. Mm. So if the mucous membranes in your intestine are creating antibodies, that's to me a better indicator of what's really going on or what your body's really reacting to. And then also, if you have damage to your intestinal lining, that'll cause these other foods to get into the bloodstream before they're digested. So if you, so if you do a traditional allergist and they do pinprick and all this stuff and they see you're allergic to everything under the sun, once we go back and heal your gut and get that healed and strong and avoid the core things that are, that are messing with your intestinal lining, then those things will be fine. Got so it. a lot of times you're, you're trying to avoid all these things that really aren't the main cause. Well, and I think that people really underestimate the power yeah. of our gut and all the things that are going on and how much havoc for can sure. be created in your body all because of your gut. For sure. And I think I might, my next problems. book is going to be yeah. called something like gut. <laughs> <laughs> gut issues or something, I don't know. All right. But yeah, you're so, totally right. And, and, it, yes. and it doesn't have to be like, oh, I get bloated and I get, you don't even have to have symptoms. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what's crazy. All right. This is Yolanda in Northern Virginia. And she says, I have a question about workouts and fasting. I know that Chantel says she does work out on the days that she does longer fasts. But whenever I do this, I'm so lightheaded. I teach body pump at the YMCA, so I can't opt out of any workouts on these days. I fast, oh, sorry. I teach body pump at the YMCA, so I can't opt out of these work workouts on the days I fast since it's my job. Any advice, Yolanda in Northern Virginia? All right, Yolanda. First thing I would say is that your body just hasn't adapted to fasting yet. So when you Finally, and this we kind of we touched this a little bit last on the last podcast. And there's a difference between, you know, just like when you stop eating and then you burn through your carbohydrates and then your body kind of kicks in. And sometimes you're kicking in like epinephrine and some other uh, chemicals to get your blood sugar going. And that but, was actually one of the yeah. questions. One of the questions. Yeah. I don't know if, if she put that on these questions for today. I'll have to check. But a big question I know I saw when I was reading through the questions two or three questions was they said i don't understand why it my body why does it take time to adapt from sugar burning to fat burning yes. so that's that's yes. a big question we're getting so that's kind of what we're talking about here is that and i've just found that over time working with people that everybody's a little bit different some people can really adapt to it really quick and other people it just takes time where they may have to do a couple cycles of it so if you're getting lightheaded that just means that your blood sugar is dropping low and you're not really using the fat for energy in your body. So some people, and I think it's maybe like you get into these body types and things like mm -hmm. that. So, you know, like some body types can actually start to break down muscle fairly quickly to keep your blood sugar stable. Other body types, types can't. They really have to get into like almost 100%. So when you break down muscle, it turns into glucose. But really get into ketosis and become fat adapted, 
sometimes takes time. So anyway, make a long story short, if she's saying she's getting lightheaded, she's not into that 100% yet. So, her body's not really So yeah, that, that doing would it. be a question for her. Number one, how So keep long practicing. Yeah, it takes it. time. And maybe just on those days yeah. that you are fasting and you need to work out. Um, like I have a friend of mine that yeah. actually she she had called me and she texted me this exact question. Uh, similar, but she yeah. she teaches at the spin classes. Yeah. And so yeah. just you don't have to work you don't have to work out at a level 10. Right. Maybe just bring it down a little. Try to fast and do it slowly, slowly, and then you get harder and harder as yeah, you go. Yeah, I would just keep practicing. I mean, I know when I first started doing this, I would go to the gym and I'd get a little lightheaded. Mm -hmm. And um, but now, I mean, I feel great. I mean, like now for me, I, get I can't no problem. work out. Yeah, I can't. If I ate and then went straight to the gym, I can't do it. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. terrible. Your body's so, digesting. Yes, and it's not good. It's just not so good. actually, working out fasted is almost better. Yes. When you get really used to when it. When you get used to it, I agree. And the 100%. idea of like pre-workout food and, and post-workout. And I will. Yeah. I do want to say this. Yeah. If you are trying to gain weight and gain massive amounts of of muscle, then I don't think that you should be. You doing heavy weights on a fasted in a fasted state. I think that you should try to do your That's workout a in a reg yeah. while you're eating. If you're but but again, our podcast yeah. is really talking to people who are trying to lose weight. We're yes, about we want to gain muscle, but yeah. most of the people who are listening on our podcast aren't trying to listen you know, gain no, 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 10 no. pounds yeah, of yeah. muscle. Yeah. And I do, we have some people who are, actually I had a guy who was listening and, he, and his, his, he did say, I'm trying to gain 10 pounds. So that's fine. But for yeah, the majority. Fasting is not great for gaining weight. No. But you can maintain. And, yes. and there's th different things that take place that, to maintain your muscle mass mm -hmm. while you're fasting. But if you want to gain yeah, weight, if you want to put I'm on ever muscle. Losing, I'm definitely yeah. not losing muscle mass because I'm fasting. I no. am more muscular maintain, now yeah. than, I'm, than I've ever been. And I, but I think that, and I'm gaining muscle as yeah. well, but I try not to do too much weights. It, it depends I'm, on your goals. And this is why yeah. I tell people all the time, like when they ask questions, like, like what should I eat? Well, it depends what your goals are, right? So if you're trying to compete in powerlifting, then you need carbohydrates because mm -hmm. carbohydrates are going to give you that explosive power. So when you're burning fat, it's better for an endurance type type work. Now you can still lift weights heavy in a fat burning metabolism or on ketosis, but if you're really going to be competing for like sprinting or high intensity, um, you need carbs. Mm -hmm. So that's that's it. Right. That's it. All right, this is from Anonymous. They did not tell us what their name is or where they're from. It says, how much magnesium do I need on a daily basis? I've noticed that when I eat a lot of it, I get the squirts. But also want to be sure I'm getting enough. Now we know why it's I, I, I love when, it, when, it's, when they're talking about their stools, they yes. become anonymous. anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> My doctor said yeah. that I am magnesium deficient, and I'm wondering what causes this. So, um, so magnesium is, you know, there's probably 200 different body functions that rely on magnesium. So magnesium is critical for so many functions. But to answer her question, the best thing, that getting loose stools from taking magnesium is normal. So one of the ways you can try to find what's called your optimal dose is to increase it till bowel tolerance, which means you take it until your stools start to get loose. And then if that's, you know, whatever milligrams, just cut it down. Yeah, and I'm gonna 
show you. And then also the form of magnesium. Zell, so, will you yeah. grab me that calm out of my office? Yeah. I so yeah, I want to see. I want to see what's in that. But but the form of magnesium is very important. So mm -hmm. some of the cheaper forms is like magnesium oxide. Okay. So magnesium oxide is not very absorbable. Okay. So it's a better stool softener. Mm. Now things like magnesium so if you're glycinate. To poop. Yeah, if you're trying to poop, <laughs> use use magnesium oxide. Okay. It's poorly absorbable and it's cheap and it's usually in a lot of stuff. Okay. Where if you're looking at a higher uh, quality supplement like uh, magnesium citrate or magnesium glycinate, those are going to be higher absorbed, and you'll get you'll have less. Yeah, so I'm going to show you and more this. into the system. I'm going to show you something that I take every yeah. not every day. Um, it's called Calm, and um, I just I actually do use it when I am constipated. Yeah, it, I, it, works. it definitely works and helps me. So this is what it's called. It's called Natural Calm. Maybe you can zoom in here so. You can see it. So what is this made with? It just says magnesium. So it doesn't say exactly which uh, kind? Ionic magnesium. Oh, chelic. Uh, Sorry about that. You hear some magnesium. noise in the background. We have our neighbor. See, it's got, it's it's got, got magnesium carbonate. So it says a party blend of citric acid and magnesium carbonate. So I would say that just from being somewhat cynical, it's probably mostly magnesium carbonate, okay. which is less absorbable. Right. And um, so, do have you have do you have a brand of magnesium that you recommend or have maybe that you sell in your there's office? Not, there's not really a brand. I would just say look at the forms. Mm -hmm. You know. So I mean, gotcha. yeah. So make make sure you've got like a, a chelated. Uh, magnesium. So that's, she, her question is, how much yeah. magnesium do I need on a yeah. daily basis? What would you say to that? I would say go to the bowel tolerance. So, so because everything's different. So when uh -huh. someone says like every needs a thousand milligrams of, uh -huh. of calcium, those are generalizations. You don't mm -hmm. you, you don't know that. But what's uh -huh. nice is that by doing that bowel tolerance, you yeah, take it so to where you're. Yeah. So if you're getting the squirts, so your you're body taking yeah. too much. <laughs> you're taking too what well, two two things. You're taking too much in the wrong form. Mm -hmm. So one, you want to get get the. But you know, if your body gets saturated, so mm -hmm. if you're taking magnesium. And your tissues get saturated, then the body will start dumping it in your stool. Right. So that's what's called bowel tolerance, and that's one easy way to try to figure out. But if you're eating, if you're just taking carbonate, then it may you get bowel tolerance a little quicker. Um, question four. It says, "I am so sleepy. Even when I'm not fasting, all I want to do is sleep." I went to the doctor after I heard your thyroid episode, and they said my thyroid was completely fine. What are some other reasons that I could be tired? This is Francis in Trenton. Mm, I wish we could see their lab work. Yeah, so a couple, couple things I have here. So number one, you know, is your doctor a functional doctor? Because mm -hmm. conventional care, it's not part of their training. Mm -hmm. So this is gonna make it very confusing. Um, they're not gonna look at all the markers. You know, your thyroid could be a problem. So just because you went to your doctor and they said your thyroid's fine, they're probably just looking at TSH. So you gotta do a full thyroid panel. You gotta yes. look at more than that. You gotta look, there's lots of different patterns. <clears throat> well, you may not, you may be making T4, but you're not taking it up into the cells. So I wouldn't rule out thyroid. But the next thing I would look at is anemia. So you know, there's two types of anemia, macrocytic and microcytic. So your iron may, your serum iron may be fine, but your ferritin may be off. Or maybe your, your uh, red blood cells aren't forming properly. And we'll look at that on, on yours on, when we start talking at you. But that's like B12 and folate. So fatigue is, is something I deal with a lot, and there's lots of different nuances to it. So 
I will tell you from my personal experience, you know, I have gone to different doctors when my thyroid was really bad. And I had doctors who my, my TSH was fours, five, sixes. Right. And they were like, well, it's, it's a Four little high, but it's kind of normal. It's in yeah. the halfway normal stage. Yeah. And they weren't, didn't even want to put me on thyroid medicine. I'm like, are you kidding? Yeah. So when I took this test, um, and I showed you another test that I did that was a little bit higher. Yep. I was exhausted. Yeah. Like I, my thyroid was not functioning. For me, when my TSH is really, I feel the best when my TSH number is one or below. Yeah. If I, if yeah. I wanna feel like a million bucks, that TSH number needs to be a one or below, yeah. and then I feel great. So if you, well, we, we, we really need people to give us a little bit more info because we don't know what, what I would really yeah. like this person, Francis, in Trenton. I don't even know where Trenton is. Do you? Is that New um, Jersey? That's or? New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I'd love for them to yeah. tell us what is your thyroid? Well, here's the thing. What is and your TSH and your numbers? This is a great point numbers. that we're bringing up here because, you know, most of us <laughs> think of like, you know, in medicine, they say, okay, Here's what you do for your thyroid. You take Synthroid or whatever. But, you know, really the body just doesn't work that way. So there's so many different little nuances that there's no one answer. Like a lot of you have alternative providers. Like what do you do for depression? Oh, you take St. John's Ward. You know what I mean? Like people right. are looking for like, oh, what is the an what is the problem? Yeah. And what's the answer? Right. Right? And it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So you can have thyroid problem but it may be part of your gut like we said or it could be part of your liver or it could be part of something else so it may not just be thyroid and the solution isn't just a thyroid supplement it's looking at the gut looking at the liver looking at everything so right so that's 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 a key point all right question five it says hi Chantel in your book you say that you struggle with psoriasis and so do I besides the intermittent fasting and 80 20 principle are there any other rec remedies that you recommend so Talk about psoriasis yeah. for a little bit. Why do you think, like, why do you think people get psoriasis and, and those kind of skin disorders? Where is it caused from and what can they do to solve it? So psoriasis is predominantly autoimmune. Mm -hmm. So again, this is, a, this is where it's so key to understand why is the immune system going against itself. Mm -hmm. So this is, and it, and it comes and down to everything. And explain for people who don't know, what is the definition of an autoimmune Disorder. So autoimmune is when your own immune system is attacking your own tissues. So when your immune system attacks your intestine, you know, we may call that leaky gut. If your immune system attacks your joints, we call that rheumatoid arthritis. If it attacks the covering of your nerves, we call that MS. So, but it's still variations of the immune system. It just depends where your weak, weak link is. Mm -hmm. If it attacks your thyroid, we call that Hashimoto's mm -hmm. or Graves. So it just depends on where your weak link is. And if you and have you, one. And when you have one yeah. of those, a you're lot of a times you might have a higher others. risk to get yeah. other ones. And this is why you'll see people with multiple autoimmune diseases. But number one, it, there's an immune component to psoriasis. So the other thing is gut. So I have all goes back, yeah, back yeah, to my back book to the gut. on the gut. Yeah, so I, I, I have pretty good success book. rate with um, psoriasis, and most of the time we'll get pretty good success. And then if we're not getting success, if they're still getting flare-ups, it's the immune system. Mm -hmm. So it's either they're under a lot of stress, or there's still something in their environment, whether it's heavy metals, so chemicals, molds, fungus. So if someone came fungus, to your office, if someone came to your yeah. office and said, 
hey, I've got autoimmune issues, what would you say? So again, I do the same thing that I would do with anybody. I'm gonna work them up. And that's the thing about you know, functional medicine is that you just have to look at the whole person. So there's not a psoriasis treatment. There's not a thyroid treatment. There's not even one treatment. I'm looking at you as a person. So, so I'm going to, so I'm going to work you up and see what I find. Cause uh -huh. it could be, I could have seven people with psoriasis and they can have seven totally different reasons why they're having But wouldn't it. you say the majority of the issues all stem from the gut? That, well, that, gut is your foundation, yeah. but psoriasis, particularly gut. I'm trying to think of like like things that's not gut, but yeah, yeah. like it's like sometimes blood sugar and stuff isn't necessarily gut. Just just not eating. You just can't eat that many carbohydrates. But but a lot of these things are gut. Yeah. So but psoriasis is classic for sure. Yeah. So when psoriasis is is a way of your body trying to release toxins. Yeah. So those breakouts are are the, so your it's also detoxification pathways. So that's the other thing with, with psoriasis. We have to look at whether your body is clearing toxins efficiently, mm -hmm. and if it's not, then it'll start trying to get rid of these toxins through the skin. Hey guys, I'm so excited that my new book, Waste Away, The Chantel Rayway, is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and pretty much anywhere you can find books. But we also have the audiobook, the ebook, and my new recipe book that you can download all the recipes that I love that I make, and it's super cheap. It's all my favorites. Anyway, if you have a minute to write a review on Amazon, I would be ever grateful. All right. Question number six. I'm really enjoying this podcast and I've lost 20 pounds so far. This is Helen in Vienna. It says, I've been stalled out for the past two weeks, even though I'm keeping my eating window to about six hours per day. Do you think I should start counting my calories? So counting calories is a slippery slope. And this is one of the things that I try to help coach a lot of my patients with is that, yes, if you count calories and you cut your calories, then you may lose some weight. But just realize every time you cut calories, you lower your metabolism. Mm -hmm. So there's two ways to increase your metabolism, eat and exercise. And the way to lower it is to don't eat so, and don't exercise. So my opinion on this is, is that when you're counting your calories, um, you are getting obsessive compulsive. That and, too, that too. You know, for, yeah. for me, what has really worked for me, Helen, is just if you're at six hours a day and you're not losing weight, it's probably because you're eating too much food during that time. So you either have to, A, eat less food in that six hour window and start getting your hunger scale down to like a 3.8 or something like that, or, even go down to a four hour or go down to some, like maybe a one meal a day or something like that. Um, so this, I, yeah. for me, this is where I don't agree with you on this part of it. I understand what you're saying about when you're eating, you're, you know, increasing your metabolism. But one of the things that I am very against is when people are like, you know, eat to, you know, eat, eight meals a day, but exactly, just small yeah. meals, and they're like, eat, 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 Well, yeah. then you never, ever get to that fat-burning state because all you're doing is giving your body glucose, 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 glucose. So here's what I'll say, is that the key to long-term success mm -hmm. in weight mm -hmm. management is cycling. Mm -hmm. So again, if you go by what you're saying, like just eat less in your windows, mm -hmm. I try to, I try to help my patients not do that because mm -hmm. that's, that's what we all think. Mm -hmm. Eat less. Mm -hmm. How do you lose weight? Eat less, exercise mm -hmm. more. And what happens is you break your metabolism. Mm -hmm. And when it's broken, 
It's not fun. Mm -hmm. And this happens. So when people say, I don't eat, mm -hmm. and everybody thinks they're lying. Mm -hmm. They don't eat. Mm -hmm. they've, cut their, they've cut their calories so low mm -hmm. that the metabolism goes into like survival mode mm -hmm. and they can't lose any more weight. Mm -hmm. So you have to, so cutting your, doing what you're saying will work. Mm -hmm. So if you eat less, like I said, you're gonna lose some weight. Mm -hmm. But as you lose that weight, your metabolism is going to slow down. And then you have to cut more, cut more. You cut more, you lose a little more weight. And then your metabolism slows. At some point, you've got to ramp your metabolism up. And that's where you have to eat. Now, I'm not a fan of that mm -hmm. eight meal a day thing. Right, right. I, I've done it all. So that's yeah. the thing. If you, you ask me these questions, I've done it. So yeah. I've done everything. And I did that. And I was even younger. Mm -hmm. But it screwed up my digestion. Uh -huh. So Because you're eating all the time. Right. Yes. So maybe if I was in my teens, I could handle it. But uh -huh. I was probably in my 40s. Uh -huh. And next thing you know, like, I could not. I was getting heartburn. I, mean, my, I was like, what the yes. heck is wrong with me? So fasting is how you well, fix it. Well, people don't realize yeah. the amount of energy that it takes to digest, to digest your food. It's, it's cr unbelievable. It's crazy, crazy. So, but... But, but I'll say in that defense, mm -hmm. if you want to ramp up your metabolism, do that for a short period of time. Uh -huh. If you do that, so there's no right and wrong, and that's uh -huh. the biggest thing, is that everything has its place if used strategically. So if you did that for a short period of time, mm -hmm. you will ramp up your metabolism. Mm -hmm. So the, the idea behind that, that theory is eating frequently speeds up your metabolism. So yes, it will work, but eventually you're going to mess up your digestion, especially if you're older. Yes. So I, I wouldn't do All that. Right. Christine in Virginia Beach, she says, after reading the book, I started doing a 24-hour power fast every week. I really love it, and it has really helped me with my weight loss. It is becoming less and less of a challenge for me, so I want to attempt a 48-hour fast. Do you have any advice before I begin? Also, for a 48-hour fast, do you recommend that I can have some kind of crutch foods or crutch liquids? I know you mentioned coconut water being okay. Is this okay for me to have during my 48-hour fast? So I've been, it's funny because we've been getting a lot of people who've been emailing in that they, that, that's, another, that's another tip for who was the lady, Helen in Vienna, that people yeah. have said that they've been adding like two 24-hour fasts yeah. in their week and that they were stuck, they were stuck, they were doing that yeah. six-hour window. As soon as they did that 24-hour fast a couple times a week, that is definitely what helps me. If I need to lose weight, I, I do agree. a 24-hour fast. And on that note, when we were talking about lowering your metabolism, uh -huh. the nice thing about fasting uh -huh. is it doesn't lower your metabolism. So when you do intermittent yeah. fasting, you get the benefit of not eating, but then you eat. Right. So if you exactly. keep lowering your calories, lowering your calories, your metabolism slows down, but then you eat. So the nice thing about fasting, so even if you did a 24-hour or 48-hour, then you eat. Yes. And that keeps you from lowering your metabolism. metabolism. Exactly. So, yeah. so with this 48-hour fast, she says, do you, what do you recommend? Like, what should she do? Should she have some of the crutch foods and crutch liquids? Or um, So I talk about some of the things that are kind of crutch liquids, and yep. I say, like, like coffee with cream yep. or, you know, cause if you want to kind of get through, obviously your highest and best is to have a water fast, right? That's yeah. when you're really yeah. detoxifying and you're getting the most benefits, exactly. but it's really yeah. difficult. So you kind of sometimes need a crutch. Yep. Um, and so I have, if you go to, uh, you know, I don't want to get, spend too much time cause we're running out of time cause we've already talked about this on a previous podcast and I have it on YouTube as well that I call it, um, liquids that you can consume and if you go to chantalrayway.com you'll be able to see it but um 
What would you say to her that would kind of help her on that 48-hour fast? It's just, again, it depends on your goals. So just like you kind of hit it. So, you know, if you do a water fast completely and not eating anything, mm -hmm. which is what I like personally, uh -huh. um, it gives your digestion 100% break, and it also gives your, your energy metabolism. You know, you're not, you're not putting anything in. So your body has to pull out of its that reserves. Fat. You're going you, into massive, yep, yep. massive fat burning. And you you're also that. letting your body clean house. Yes. So if you add a little bit of food in there, it's still, you're kicking in the metabolism a little bit. So, but it's still good. Mm -hmm. I mean, it depends on your goal. So you can, yeah. if you just, you know, there's studies showing if you just eat like say two or 300 calories a day mm -hmm. or like, like whatever, you're still getting a lot of benefits yes. and you're still doing a lot of good for you. So it just depends on your goals. If you're really trying to, to really clean your body and detox like and really do do a good healthy fast then i think the water fast is just water yeah and if you yeah. like for me the big thing is if you do need those crutch liquids i try to do my favorite drink is like a green drink yeah. where i do like kale yeah. spinach yeah. lemon ginger Perfect. not a lot of fruit in there yeah. all right question and just one eight. last thing on the fasting yeah. i always just like to say that you know just make sure that you're ready to fast. So if you've if yes, you're like mentally. this person, it's well no, no even physically. So if you're not at the point where you can't go a certain amount of time without getting lightheaded, that's why you should build up to it. That's what you I'm saying. You know, you got to work your way up to it because you just want to make sure that you're you're ready for it. Well, and I do want to say this. So yes, I did a longer fast and I needed a little bit of a pick me up. Yeah. So I decided to take one orange and juice it. I took one orange and juiced it all the way. I have a really nice Breville juicer. Yep. When I juiced it, I literally got two ounces <laughs> of juice. That's it. Yeah. And so I was thinking, you know, these people who are drinking 16 ounces of juice, yeah. think about if two ounces was one orange, that means you're eating eight oranges, oranges yeah. in one sitting. And yeah. that's why like drinking, I if you're gonna juice, yeah. have this much yeah. juice, the rest water. And that's you why cannot, I'm not a big you fan. should not be drinking 16 ounces of orange juice. That's insanity. <laughs> I that's used to be a so huge much juicing sugar. fan. I used to juice like crazy, and I almost don't juice at all now. And the main reason is because you're stripping all the fiber out. Yes. And if it's fruit, I mean that's like jet fuel. Yeah. That'll just that'll spike your insulin. Yes. Drop it to the ground. So you know I'm I would eat the oranges. I'd eat the four. Eat the orange. I eat the eat four the, or five oranges. Yeah. <laughs> don't just juice them. And just suck eat it one down, orange. Man. Don't. Don't it's, be yeah, juicing yeah. That, that. Unless you're doing just nothing but like kale and spinach, you know. Yes. I think I'm there's some big, value yes. to that. I, I'm the same and way. I a little I bit absolutely... of apple to sweeten it, you know, that's okay. Yeah. But my juices, I have, if I'm going to juice, I yeah. juice my vegetables. Yeah, that's, that's my, it. my my that's opinion. It. All right, next question. I tried, this is from Joanne in Tappahannock. I tried the ketogenic for a while, but after listening to your podcast, I switched to intermittent fasting and have loved it. I stick to a five to six hour every day and try to do a big power fast at least once a week. I talk about the big power yeah, fast for yeah. me as the 24 hour in my yeah, book. I've heard that I can still experience ketosis while fasting. Even though I'm not following the keto diet, how can I test to see if my body is in ketosis? So... I, it's funny that yeah. she asked this because there's, you know, there's the strips, yep, there's yep. the breathalyzer, yep. and then there is a blood test. So yep. talk about those three different methods and um, what you like or what you use. And I, I personally just like to go by how I feel. Feel, yeah. you know, I mean, the strips are 
okay. Apparently not that accurate. Um, I think the breath, I think, is supposed to be more accurate. The breath, uh, the breath. If you go on Amazon and put yeah. keto breathalyzer, they but can yeah, be. There's so many different things. Out they're there. expensive. I yeah. saw one for six hundred and ninety nine dollars. Yeah, yeah. And some I'm of them like, aren't really designed oh really gosh. for keto. They're taking it from like a like an alcohol, alcohol breathalyzer yeah. and, and kind of tweaking use it, it for the same thing. I'm not sure how how it, at those machines on Amazon are, uh -huh. but I know that as far as the science of the breath versus the urine, it's a little more. So the you know it's funny because yeah. I saw I went on Amazon and I googled because yeah. I saw that this question so I googled uh, blood I think I put keto blood monitor and they yeah. have them now yeah. on Amazon and it said keto and glucose blood monitor yeah, so yeah. what do you think they're just actually using a glucose blood blood monitor or what are how are they measuring no I think if, if, they're, if they're measuring keto they've got to measure the ketones mm -hmm. so i don't i can't really comment because i'm not sure what, uh -huh. what that is but, but i, just I bought like, one by the way so next yeah. time we're gonna get to see it live in person because i was like i want to see what this does and i want to see how accurate it is yeah i haven't played with those yet i mean i think it's there's some pretty cool technology and i like to play with that stuff sometimes but i haven't really played with that and for me i just i know what i feel like mm -hmm. like i you can feel it when you when yes. you start to kick those ketones kick in you just feel different and that's yeah, one of my friends who's very thin, um, yeah. that's when we were talking and I was interviewing all these yeah. women, she said, well, whenever I feel like I'm gaining weight, she's like, what I do is I just fast. And she's like, I can literally feel my body yeah. like eating the fat. Totally. And when you get in tune with your body, yeah, yeah. I know that sounds weird, but you almost can feel, hey, it's starting to move to my fat stores. And that's yeah. a, and she's like, and yeah. that's a great feeling. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's cool that she thinks it's a great feeling because it's one of the things I'm always telling my patients. They're like, because we're all programmed to think like, I have to eat. Yes. I have to eat. Yes. If I don't eat, like I'm going to die. I need, like yes. I need energy. I need, yes. And I'm like, you don't have to eat. We don't live out in the, you know, that's like a primal thing from our ancestors that yes. kept us alive. But you're not going to starve in this society and that not eating is good. Right. And you need to let your body tap into those fat reserves. Yeah. So, Joanne, you know, you can get those yeah. test strips to see. Um, and we got another question on this that was very similar. And one of her, the question was, she was like, I don't understand if I'm just fasting and I'm not doing a keto diet, why do, do the test strips still work? So comment yeah. on that just a little because that was another question that we didn't put on here, but it was another question for this week. Uh, just saying that, that you're getting into ketosis even if you're not on a keto diet. Right. She's like, she's like yeah. I don't understand that. Um, if you're keeping your carbs pretty low and if you're very active, then you can actually you know, that's a normal thing. Mm -hmm. So it's normal to, to run through your glucose stores and, and kick into ketosis, and that's normal. Right. And I think it people don't realize it, some that people do it easily. what ketosis means in, in effect also is that you are getting to the place where your body is switched yes. from sugar burning to fat burning. Fat burning. So obviously, yeah. if you are doing intermittent fasting, you yeah. are getting to that fat burning. Yep. Uh, place. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, next question. It says you talk a lot about how it takes time. I think we answered this. You talk a lot. This is from Aaron in Virginia Beach. You talk a lot about how it takes your body time to adjust to fat burning versus sugar burning. Can you explain how long this takes? Is it the same for every person or does it vary person by person? What does it take for your body in order for it to adapt? Second question. 
I have a friend who's having a huge success with the OMAD diet, which is one meal a day, mm -hmm. and has lost a bunch of weight. I'm thinking of giving it a try. I currently eat in a five-hour window. Do you have any advice for how I can get from a five-hour window to an OMAD, which is one meal a day, and how do you recommend to do it? Um, like there was two questions there, right? And I feel like we answered the first one yeah, okay. in another question. Some, as far as a lot the of times these day, questions are yeah, similar. Yeah. As so. far as the one meal a day, I mean, I, you know, it just, I don't know. I mean, I think, I don't, I don't have an answer. I mean, just, just do it. I mean, if you're eating <laughs> in a five-hour window, you know, I mean, really, it's not that much different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, I mean, just, just eat it. But yeah, I would say you have to eat a pretty good meal. It may take, you know, how long does it take to eat that meal? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> five hours is a little bit long, right? Yeah, a lot of times some of the answers, unfortunately, is yeah. there's just no easy way. If you want to move down yeah. to one meal, and the only other thing I can suggest for her is that I yeah. would say you could move down to a four-hour and then a three-hour and then into one meal. It's, again, it's just adaptation. Well. Yes. So, you know, your body's going to adapt to just about anything. So... Your body's adapt to eating. You know, when you're eating that six meal or eight meal thing we were talking about, uh -huh. all of a sudden, like after two hours, you're starving. Yeah. Because your body adapts to that. Same thing when you start eating less. At first, you're hungry, but then you get used to it. So you go to three meals, to two, and then you go to one. And that's that's a form of, of everyday fasting. You're, you're basically intermittent fasting every day and taking one meal. So it's really not. It just, just You just do it. All right, question, last one. It says, I have several friends selling ketones through a multi-level marketing company, and they say they really help you get into ketosis or fat-burning mode, even if you aren't following the ketogenic diet. I know that you aren't a fan of the keto diet. She's talking about right. me. I'm not a big fan of it. But I wanted to see if you have tried any products like this, and if so, do you recommend them? So what's your my thoughts? advice is number one, you know, keto has its place, mm -hmm. but long-term keto is not good for most people. Mm -hmm. so, just so like it's I said, hard we're to cycle. sustain. It's hard well, to just sustain. cycle. You know, like yeah. you use it for use it for certain things. So if you want to say, okay, this week mm -hmm. I'm going to cut out all carbs, mm -hmm. and I do this from period from mm -hmm. time to time. But people that stay on it for a long, long period of time, even if you're diabetic, like you know, I work with a lot of diabetics. Going on keto doesn't always just automatically fix your blood sugar. So no, you know, that's that. But as far as the um, exogenous ketones, I'm not a fan at all. Mm -hmm. So if you put ketones in with sugar, that's not normal. So your yeah. body, you know, the whole purpose of ketosis is you're, you're just um, depleting your body of all glucose stores, and that's causing the body to kick into ketosis. Not yeah. not giving and the thing ketones. Is, I actually have tried it one time yeah. with the. I tried one of these uh, ketone things. I just felt terrible. Yeah, I only did it. Yeah. I did it one day. I tried it, and again, you know, I'm more on the natural approach. I like to do as natural yeah, as yeah. possible. Yeah. I'm not into too much of these kind of supplement things, and I just felt terrible when I was on it. So. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan. All right, well, that's all we have time for today. If you want your questions answered, go to questions at ChantelRayWay.com. And remember, if you've already turned in a question, if we haven't answered it, we will. We have a stockpile of questions we just haven't had enough time to get to, but we will, and keep those questions company, company. Keep those <laughs> questions coming. Keep them coming. And 
Thank you so much, Dr. Mark. My we pleasure. We just really appreciate it. Glad, Everyone glad. loves you. You are a huge hit. We got so many great reviews, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me on. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Now, don't go anywhere. If you enjoyed the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.